Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is indeed from St. Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1627. Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him, and they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, We're not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. This is, uh, I'm going to give you a little baby food first in the form of a, in a children's message. There are two words in the English language, and they may be the most important words, really, in any language. Do you have any idea what they might be? We teach our children this. Please and thank you. You guys remember that? Teaching it. You know, it's a little different. When I was a kid, you know, I was thinking about this, but it's a little different. But with my kids, it it follows along these lines. But... I am talking about the words please and the words thank you. And then back in the day when John was little, there was a big purple dinosaur named Barney. Does anyone remember that? Tracy really didn't like Barney. And uh, I have to admit that I would bring in the Barney voice all the time. And um, boy, I found out I could sleep on the couch anytime that I want to. (laughs) Oh, poor Tracy. And he was on TV, and he had a little song that was called Please Thank You, and he calls them the magic words. And, and, and you know, Barney would, ho, 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 I love you. Oh, please stop. 
but he did sound a little bit like that, right? And he had this little ditty, and it was really a good sing-song kind of thing. It makes you remember, or makes the kids remember these. And quite frankly, those shows uh, were edifying, even for me. And it says, he's talking about please and thank you. They're called the magic words. If you want nice things to happen, they're the words that should be heard. Remember, please, and thank you, because they're the magic words. And I'm going to stop now because somebody's getting a hook. Oh, she's clapping. Thank you. Yes. Oh, I, to stop. Thank you for stopping. <laughs> All of these things are important, you know, for our children. When I was a little boy, my mom and dad instilled in us please and thank you. Stand up when you shake a man's hand or a woman's hand. You look them in the eye, call them Mr. and Mrs. Those are the things that we did. Unfortunately, and I was talking about it this morning with Susan. I don't know. I was, I, my children get away with way more than my parents would have let us. My parents didn't have to say, but we did this for the kids. We said, they asked for something, and, and I'd give it to them. And then I'd say, what do you say? Please. And what do you say after you get it? Thank you. Right? And my children do have pretty good manners. In fact, their manners are exceptional when they go away on trips with other people or other people's houses. Oh my gosh, your children did the dishes and they, and I go, no, <laughs> what? <laughs> right, can I get an amen there? Anyone else have that experience? That feels pretty good. I don't know why they don't do it at home. Maybe they just feel a little relaxed, but you know what? Maybe that's not a lot like us. Maybe sometimes we forget to say, please and thank you, Lord. The Bible story today was about 10 lepers, and we know that a leper is a person that has a disease called leprosy. I've never seen a leper up close um, and personal. I've seen pictures in my mind, you know, I and the drama theater of my mind. Um, they, they, they looked like... Uh, the Walking Dead kind of thing, but but it's to say it's a, a disease that causes sores all over the body, and it's it's icky, and leprosy was was common in the time of Jesus, and unfortunately they're saying that it could be common again now in places where sanitary conditions are not very good. The people in Jesus' day thought that the lepers were unclean, and so they were required to stay away from other people for fear that they might infect them with their disease. In fact, when they were out and with themselves, the lepers were required, if they saw somebody coming, to shout out, unclean, unclean. They had to do that. And that's for things that we can see. I'll get back to that, but wouldn't that be something? I mean, really, all of us are unclean, right? Can you imagine? Across the parking lot. Hey, Hank. Unclean, Hank! Unclean! Don't come near me! Boy, I'm glad that Jesus cleans us up so I don't have to do that. Hold on to that. And one day, Jesus was walking through a small village when he saw a group of ten lepers. They stood far away, and they called to him and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And obviously, they knew who he was. They had heard and been told that he had the power to heal them. And they asked very nicely, 
very politely, Jesus, his name, master, his title, please have mercy on us. And Jesus said to them, go and show yourself to the priest, which takes us back to Leviticus 14. We'll get into that in a little bit too. And as the lepers were on their way to see the priest, they looked down and they went, whoa, or oi, I don't know how they said it, but Jesus had healed their disease and they were so happy. I mean, can you imagine that? They had to have been happy. They had to have been, please, and no, they didn't do that, but they had to have been singing a song. I mean, my goodness, no longer are they having sores. They've been cleaned by the master, by Jesus Christ. And the thing is, is that only one of them stopped and went back. And he said, thank you. As he was praising God with a loud voice and he threw himself at Jesus' feet. You know, God does do so much for us that we just take for granted, this pastor does. I wish I didn't, but that's just in my nature. That kind of entitled thing, but it's astounding. And that's the children's message, and it would end something with more morals like, so let's just thank Jesus right now for all the things that he gives us. And that's not the wrong thing to do. It is, but it is so much more in the story than saying please and thank you. If we take a look at Jesus and these 10 lepers, it is a gospel story. It is shouting to those that would hear, I have salvation for you. Yes, even you. Whoa, okay, what do you mean by that, pastor? Well, he's traveling somewhere between Samaria and Galilee. Talk about polar opposites. Samaria, where the bad people live. Galilee, where the good people live. On his way to Jerusalem, right? And it's typical of Jesus as he walks on the edge, on the fringe, in, in spite of what the Pharisees and the Sadducees would have him do. He engages with people on the edge. He engages with drunks and prostitutes and tax collectors and even... Lepers and foreigners. And they are the ones that are trying, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, maybe even you and me at times, who is in and who is out? Who is God's people and who is not? Who can be saved and who can be not? Ten lepers, all people who are undesirable, all of them are marginalized, despised at worst, and overlooked at least. And yeah, one of them is a Samaritan. Talk about a bad break. A Samaritan with leprosy in and around the Jews. And we know that these people, as said earlier, called out to Jesus by name. In faith, they call him master. And they plead for mercy. 
asking for healing mercy, and it was given. With a word, he spoke healing. With a word, he spoke healing. And he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And yes, that is going back to Leviticus 14. And oh my gosh, this was, they were in for quite a seven days plus one more of uh, rituals. Basically, what would have to happen with him saying, go show yourself to the priest, is the priest would meet the leper outside the city limits, outside the tent, is what it is said. And that he would uh, take a look at him and see if the sores were there. And if they weren't, then that man would have to shave his entire body, wash his entire body. And the priest would be there with uh, uh, blood offerings and there would be uh, more uh, blood spilled and, and then a, a live uh, a dove, if they could afford it, or a pigeon, if they couldn't, would be dipped in the dead uh, pigeon's blood and sprinkled with water and they would set it free. And for seven days, that leper had to stay outside of the community and on the eighth day, there was more shaving and there was more washing and there was more sacrificing. And when I read that, I went, wow, am I grateful, thankful, thank you, please, for the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people. That new covenant. This uh, encounter with the lepers and as Jesus is making his journey uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, we read that he turned his face resolutely towards Jerusalem. He's on his way to the final part of his ministry, and, and that, as we know, is his death. And we know that at some point in time that John the Baptist is in prison, and he sends his disciples to go ask Jesus, are you the Messiah or is there another one coming? And do you remember what the answer was? I mean, I would have liked personally to heard, yeah, you know, don't worry, buddy, I'm it. You know, you're in. You know, you're good. But he said something like, tell John uh, that the blind see and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed. But boy, did that have meaning because that also goes back to prophecy where even Gentiles, a Gentile general, Nahum was, was, Naaman was actually cleansed by the word of God by, by dipping himself in. And so all of that, what Jesus is doing is fulfilling that prophecy, fulfilling that law, fulfilling what had to be done. Yes, even cleansing lepers. He is demonstrating in real time for those that are watching and for you and I that we get to read that, that this is a message of hope, these 10 lepers. It's not merely a moral message of please and thank you, though we should, though we should be saying thank you and praising his name. We should, as we hear, at all times and in all places, give thanks to you, Heavenly Father. Right? Just before we receive the sacrament of the altar. There's a story that we heard the, uh, two weeks ago about 
the marginalized. I just told you that this is a message of hope, not just a moral message. Now I'm going to poke you a little bit. Are you ready? I'm going to poke you. There are marginalized people out there. There was a marginalized person that Jesus told the story about, and this is something that this had my eyes open, but do you realize that there, when Jesus tells the stories of the young rich man, the shrewd manager, they don't have names. None of them have names. None of these wealthy people have names. But there was one that did have a name. And he was the most marginalized person of all. Do you remember who he was? They laid him out in front of a rich man's gate. He had nobody to help him. They put him so close to the crumbs that fall off that rich man's table. The only one that paid attention to that poor guy were the dogs that would lick his sores. He was so weak he couldn't keep the dogs away from him. And his man's name was Lazarus, God helps. And let me just tell you something that came to me, and I'm going to poke you with it too, but I poked me first. God poked me. I would have walked right past that man on my way to see the rich, wealthy man if he was having a shindig, if I was passing through that gate on my way to work, if I was parked my car and walking through the parking lot. I passed that man on the corner where he's saying, I need food. We'll work for food. I pass that man all the time. You do too. Here's the thing. Where's your hope? Is it in others? Is it in yourself? Because if it is, that's pride, and that is hurting you. If it, is, if it is, your hope is in, yeah, a little bit of Jesus, but I got most of this taken care of, because if it's to be, it's up to me. If your hope is in yourself, then I need to poke you again. Because maybe this message, again, that isn't just a please and thank you message, maybe this message is talking about some of the things that are hidden in you and hidden in me, some of those desolate places, those border places on the edge, those, those things that are inside of us that we don't talk about. We certainly don't say, unclean! Not to anybody uh, that is sitting next to us. And maybe God is speaking to us right now to say, hey, you know what? Let's talk about that, that sore that you have, that, that marginalized person that is in you, that thing that causes you shame, that thing that you try to keep hidden up, covered up, that mask that you put on. He says, let's talk about it. Maybe there's a place that you and I need to be touched. Maybe there's a place that we need to shout out, Lord, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me, healing. Give me healing, because Jesus is not afraid to touch you or me. He's not afraid of any sores or anything like that. He doesn't mind meeting us in those places. And it just might be that by recognizing him as that person who can be there with you, that true healing, 
and true freedom can be lifted out. It might be that after getting real with him and saying, Lord Jesus, heal me on the way down that road, we go, oh my gosh, I'm healed. I'm free. The message that was with us all this week in our portals of prayer, and here I am, I am going to pick that up, is the message was Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, ever. Did you hear that? Have you ever had somebody leave or forsake you? I have. It hurts, huh? But the promise is, is that he will, and God does not lie, never leave you nor forsake you. What would happen before that could happen? A mother, a nursing mother, would forget her child's name or about her child before God would ever leave or forsake you. And we know that ain't going to happen. So what's, what do we do? Like the publican, we go, Abba, Father, have mercy on me, a poor sinner. And he says, go, you're clean. Come, I have a feast for you. My body, my blood for you, that new covenant. In the name of Jesus, amen.